your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. in the house. I was getting on you, Pete. I might as well, if I'm going to get on you uh, behind your back, I might as well tell you. Pete the Hoff, that's how you got to get in touch with Pete. He's still not listening. On Audible, I went to go, you know, send him something or email him. He's listening, and you said on Audible. Oh, and I said on Audible? I'm sorry. On uh, Who signed your paycheck, Chris? <laughs> Odyssey. Odyssey. I'm thinking about, I need to get another download another book on audible but on odyssey you get in touch with pete it's not searching for pete hoffman nope no pete hoffman i'm like hoffman when did he get fired where's hoff nope can't find him anywhere then i realized let me just type in hoff and there there it comes up pete the hoff how'd you get it how'd you become the hoff like in our company because i thought i was playing i was playing a joke messing around people because they're like hey do you want to be called a certain name so i was like oh you know what i'll mess around with the company but i didn't think it would be serious and i and i i unfortunately backed into the situation (laughs) yes the half on i can't get out of it now too it's like i I already made them change my name once i can't go back and like can you do me a favor it doesn't make any sense could you go back Uh, better than porno pete though right that's that's true my wife says yes yeah so i'm sure she does 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Yeah, speaking of wives, me and my wife had a rough one today. The kids were particularly nuts. I had some, especially during the Giant game, obviously I'm frustrated. I'm watching this crap. The kids are going crazy running around. My wife's trying to make chili. I'm, you know, trying to, I'm trying to watch the game. And my I guess my wife bought like as an impulse buy or, you know, something as you're walking out of one of these stores they have. You know, right around the counter, these, um, it was like these glow-in-the-dark little tiny handheld swords where it's like really pretty much glow sticks. It's like two glow, it's like three glow sticks. Two make the handle, one's the sword, you put it in there, boom, you got a little glow-in-the-dark sword. I don't know why. She thought it was cute. They're like two bucks, right? So today they want to open them. So I'll do anything to shut them up watching the giant game. So sure, sure, give me that. Yeah, okay, go sword fight with, with uh, glow sticks. All of a sudden, I hear like, whoa, and I know it wasn't good. It was like a happy, they were like happy something happened, and I went in there, and I guess one of the glow sticks like broke, and there was the liquid inside the glow stick all over the floor, all over the walls. You turn the lights out, my entire kitchen was glowing in the dark. Do you ever have to clean, do you ever have to clean something with a wet towel that you can't see? Unless you turn the lights out. Turn the lights out so I can clean the kitchen. That's something I never thought I'd say. I never thought I would say, stop turning the lights on. I need them off so I can see everywhere this thing went. Never thought I'd have to say that. I was on the, during the Giant game, on my hands and knees, cleaning my kitchen of glow-in-the-dark neon liquid. While the Giants are getting their ass kicked against the Raiders. That's how you, that's that's how you do a Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. That is how you do a Sunday. I got my my you know my mother's babysitting my uh, my sister's dog. It's just absolute chaos 
It's chaos. I just want to watch the Giants get their ass kicked in peace so I could talk about it on the radio, by the way. Are you aware? They don't care. Nobody cares. I got to watch this crap and hope they lose every day. Every this And this is what's going to bother me. Every single Sunday, pretty much every time I put a game on the television, the kids will go, who are we rooting for, Daddy? Like I told you, we're Knicks fans. We're rooting for the Knicks. I told you, we're Giant fans. We're rooting for the Giants. Clearly, they know at least the Yankees. At least the Yankees, they'll walk in and go, are the Yankees winning? But every day, or I'll, I'll be watching the Nets or whatever, and it was the Nets Miami the other day. It's like, do we want the, and they just go by the colors. So do we want the black team to win or do we want the red team to win? Do we want the blue team to win or do we want the gray team to win? Like they just go by the the colors on the score. And it was just like, it's it's just, we want this team to win. We want that team to win. So now every Sunday they're going to walk in and then say, hey, daddy, do we want the Giants to win? And I have to say, no, we want the other team to win. They're playing the Packers, the green team or the blue team, daddy? The green team, Tommy. I want the green team to win. I don't want to say that. I don't want to instill in my children that I have to root against my own team for my own best interest. I hate it. I hate it. 877-337-6666. But hopefully the season is not over yet for the New York Giants. The New York Jets, excuse me. It is over for the New York Giants. Jets play a big game tonight. Against the Chargers at MetLife Stadium. I saw the signs driving in past the stadium. And this is obviously a big game to stay in the playoff picture, a big game for the Jets at home. If you want to be in the playoff picture, if you want to if you want to honestly be a team that can contend in the AFC, you have to win these home games against winnable teams. I know Herbert's good. I know this offense can be dynamic at times. But this is a game you have to win. The Jets' defense is capable of winning it. I don't trust this Charger team at all. I don't trust the coach. I don't trust the quarterback in big spots as good as Herbert's been. And I mentioned who I think they need to shut down. For me, the go-to guy on this team. I understand how good Eckler is. I understand how dynamic he can be catching balls out of the backfield, the all-purpose yards, as good as he can be, as dangerous he is in the red zone. For me, when I watch them, especially this year, last he's had injuries at times. When they're at their best, Keenan Allen is a dangerous football player. So for me, watching this game, I want to make sure, I want to lock him down with Sauce Gardner. I want to make sure that these, you know, he not, not only does he make plays deep down the field, but he's the security blanket on third down. He is, for me, the guy in this offense. It's easy to say Eckler and Shaw. you got to stop the run game. We all know the cliches of the NFL. Stop the run. Turn him one-dimensional. Let these great pass rushers up front pin their ears back and go get after Herbert. I get all that, and obviously that's key. But for me, I re- if, if they come away in this game and Keenan Allen has you know three receptions for 33 yards or something like that, three, you know, three, four receptions, limited damage, no touchdowns. I think they're going to have a great chance to win this game. I want to make sure Keenan Allen doesn't beat me. I want to make sure Keenan Allen doesn't have four or five third-down conversions. I want to make sure Keenan Allen doesn't get in the end zone. I want to make sure Keenan Allen doesn't get down the field because I really feel like he's the guy that makes this offense click. 
as much as Eckler does, as much as the quarterback does, when the quarterback needs to make a play, that's where he looks. But this is a game the Jets need to win. And this is a game Zach Wilson has to step up. And probably at some point we talked about this, right? Is it good enough the way he's played to win some games? Sure. Can you beat the lousy Broncos with a great defensive performance? Yes. Can you beat the lousy New York Giants with a great defensive performance against a team that can't even throw the football? Can you play like Zach Wilson played in that game and win? Apparently, even though you should have lost, fine. Eventually, eventually, they are going to come up. Can you beat this Charger team? Yes, you can. Can you beat are a lot of the games the rest of the way on the schedule winnable? Absolutely. But this quarterback is going to have to make plays eventually. It might come later tonight. It might come in a few weeks. But it'll come. The game manager, don't turn the ball over. Don't make the key mistake. Let this defense make the big plays. Let them make the mistake. Let's play a tight contested game. And then, hey, you know, let's run the football. Give the ball to Brees Hall. Let's do all that. That's a template for winning in the NFL, no doubt about it. And that's the way this team is is best served to go win football games. But there is going to come a time where this quarterback has to prove he can make plays. Now, I know you want to say, hey, you threw the ball against the Giants down the field, two, two different throws, was able to stop the clock, kick the field goal, going overtime. Yeah. He's going to have to do more than that. He's going to have to do more than that. But I think this is a winnable game for the Jets. And I think this is the kind of game at home you need to win if you want to be a playoff team. Michael in Staten Island. What's up, Mike? Yes, how you doing, buddy? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? Oh, wow. Today was a good day for the Jets. Today was Miami a great lost. day for the Jets. Yeah, Miami, who, who by the way, can't beat a good team, and their offense just is is nowhere near as dynamic when they play a good defense. It's just defense. that's just flat out the truth. Uh, Buffalo True. loses to Cincinnati, who's now Cincinnati is trending along with Baltimore as possibly the two best teams in the uh, you know to go along with uh, Kansas City, the three best teams in, in football right now, or at least in the AFC. And then you right. know, clearly the Patriots are just a disaster. So uh, it's really let just, me ask you, yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. By the time they play the next couple games and they play Miami on Friday, will it be for first place in your heart of heart? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I'm thinking about it. I'm letting it ruminate. Uh, will that be for, for, for first place? <laughs> yep. um, no. For Friday, reason, 3 o'clock. Yeah, for, I don't know. I still, I, for some reason. I, I think so. I mean, it could be for first place. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's I, what I want. <laughs> no, well, clearly. I mean, clearly that's what you want. I understand. Um, let me try and look at the schedule here. I just want to pull this up. So, yeah, they got... Um, Chargers. Chargers, Raiders, who I, I think they actually... Raiders. Yeah. Okay. And then at Buffalo. They can win that game. Yeah, that's absolute. They can go into Vegas and win that game 100%. I don't buy this. I still don't buy it that the Raiders are, okay. somehow, the Raiders are somehow this great, big, different football team. They're going to have a problem with the yeah. Buffalo. They're going to have a problem with the Buffalo Bills at home. All right. We'll give them a loss. Let's give them a loss for yeah. that. Yeah. Two and one. Two and one going against Miami. No? It's plausible. It's plausible. They, 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 I'll this, take this it. is the game they have <laughs> to win. This is the game they have to win right. to do it. I, I agree. Exactly. With you. They and, have and, to win tonight. And while listen, I, I don't think that the the Miami Dolph the Miami Dolphins are ready to be in prime time and they played poorly against good teams in their offense. I mean their defense played fairly well in this game, especially in the second half. Uh but 
their problem is the offense isn't nearly as dynamic when they play good teams. Like, that's that's the problem. The problem is they just have not put up the same statistical numbers, put up the same number of points. Now, they're playing the Raiders next week. Uh, well, they have a bye. Then they're playing the Raiders before that Jet game. I think they'll beat the Raiders, too. So let's say the Jets go 2-1. and one. To put them at six and four, I think the Dolphins are going to be at seven and three. So, yeah, it could be playing for the tie of, of first place, I suppose. But you're also going to lose to Buffalo. That's going to put them at six and and four. It's it's up for grabs. They're in it. That's why you got to win games like this. You can't lose this game and then have that conversation. That's the thing. That's the thing. You can't lose that game and then have that conversation because if you look at it. I think the Dolphins' offense is good enough to even beat average teams. So they're going to, in my opinion, they're going to beat the Raiders, then they play the Jets. They're going to beat Washington. They're going to beat the Titans at home against the Titans. That's a game they win. If it was on the road, I'd I'd maybe give the Titans a chance. At home, it's going to be a win for the Dolphins. Then they play the Jets at home. Then they play the Cowboys at home. That's a tough game. That defense, maybe that would be... The last three games of the season, home against the Cowboys, at the Ravens, whose defense has really turned it up, and who are trending in absolutely being one of the best teams in football, and then the Bills at home to end the season. They lost to the Bills earlier in the year. The Bills' defense is banged up. But, yeah, the Jets are right in there for the mix in this division. I mean, I don't know if they're as good as Miami. I don't think they are. I still think Miami, though they can't beat Big-time teams, I mean, you just, that offense against the Jets offense, I mean, they don't have to put up prodigious numbers to beat the Jets. Because I just don't, uh, even against this Dolphins defense that played better this week against Kansas City in in, uh, in Germany, I just don't know if the Jets offense can, can score enough points to hang with that Dolphins offense. Now, I know the Jets defense is legit. The the Jets' defense is right up there with the Chiefs' defense, right up there with the Bills' defense earlier in the year. That really limited what the the Dolphins did, even the Eagles' game, obviously, only scoring 17 points. So, I mean, that defense is right up there with them. But still, 17 points might be enough to beat the Jets. Like, 17 points wasn't enough to beat the the Eagles. Um, You know, 14 points wasn't enough to beat the Chiefs. Could it be enough to beat the Jets? I don't know. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. I know I mentioned real quick, you know, there was the only thing I'll say about this coach, right? So we, we get into the Giants coach. Back to the Giants for a second. Obviously, in my opinion, I think in most opinion, they're going to be drafting a, a quarterback, Right. They're going to lose most of these games, whether or not they lose all of them, whether or not, you know, DeVito plays, whether or not they they bring in Barkley or Matt Barkley or whomever to play quarterback. The schedule does lighten up, but this team stinks. So they're going to lose games. They're going to be at the top of the draft. I think they're going to be drafting a quarterback. And for me, moving forward, as much as I'm down on Coach Dable, and I don't know how you can't be. I mean, he's just – nothing has gone right for him. Nothing he's done has gone right. I mean – Mistakes all over the team, just just bad mistakes left and right. The penalties at different games has cost them. He's forgotten how to win. He has the Jet game one, he blows it. And by the way, 
I, I didn't harp on this in the open, but tell me again how the Giants were idiots for not going not going for it on fourth and one and kicking that field goal. Because look what happened. They almost went for it on fourth and one, offsides. They went for it on fourth and one with the touch push, didn't get it. This team never gets it on fourth and one. To harken back to that, I'm not going to kill Dable for kicking that field goal, even with an, an injured Gano. I don't care. The Giants don't get it on fourth and one. They just don't do it. They stink. I, I don't like the play call. That's fair, but still, they just stink. So tell me again how easy it is to go to get one yard. That's what they should have done. Okay. I'd kick that field goal 10 out of 10 times now, watching this miserable offense try and get a yard. But as bad as he is, and as bad as some of the decisions this GM has made, I can't imagine really moving on from them again. I can't imagine the Giants being in flux like this every two years, like clockwork. It can't happen. At some point, you have to have some stability. At some point, you have to just... You know, trust what you saw year one and hope that it was a, a, a bad, just a one of those years that nothing works. You're going to get a new quarterback, and that's kind of what this coach was known for, right? He developed Josh Allen. He's been a, an offensive guy. He's been a quarterback whisperer on some level. And it just seems like that's – you just can't – you can't do it. You can't move on from him. But I will say there is one scenario where I could possibly see it. And – I don't know if I even like it, but if Jim Harbaugh is out at Michigan, which clearly it looks like there's a chance of that, they're embroiled in this cheating scandal. They they find they they finally let he resign. the The coach who was uh, Scallions who was doing the the cheating, he's gone, and it just feels like the momentum. Now they're talking about they have proof that uh, Ohio State was behind the investigation to look into their cheating and all the nonsense. But clearly, a lot of the coaches in the Big Ten are pissed off, and this is now a a situation for Michigan. And typically, when this, these situations arise, if the coach has another option, he'll take it. And without question, whatever is going on with the cheating scandal at Michigan, Jim Harbaugh is thought of as a, a very good coach who's had success in the NFL who's had success everywhere he's gone, and in particular, the NFL, the way he was able to turn around the 49ers and to take them back to a Super Bowl with a quarterback that, you know, let's be honest, not many people think is very good, to bring him here, to entice him with a top pick and a quarterback that I'm sure he's very familiar with coaching in college, one of these kids that he would believe in if they get a first or second pick in particular to draft either Caleb Williams or Drake May, could he be enticed to come to the New York Giants, run the show, and develop and coach one of these top quarterbacks coming out of college? And if he would be willing to, is that something the Giants should consider? Now, I talk about stability. Harbaugh is not really known for his stability, He's kind of a quick fix, and once once things kind of start going in the right direction, he son, suddenly runs out of favor with whoever he's working with. It doesn't seem to last. But as much as I don't think you can move on from Dable, that is one scenario to get Harbaugh in here, who obviously works with quarterbacks, who obviously knows offense, who's been a successful head coach in the NFL. If he would be willing to come here, do you take that chance? I don't even know if I do it, but it's the only one I'm having a conversation about. Like now that I talked about um, Bill Belichick early on, he's having a miserable year, 
And it came out that he signed a long-term deal. You're going to have to trade for him. I don't know if I want to trade pieces or trade a pick to go get Bill Belichick at this point right now. And especially, I think he's been such a, a done a dreadful job as the GM. He would only, I would only have him as the coach. Is he willing to do that? And it, it's too many questions with Belichick now. But Harbaugh, I don't know if I even do it, but it's the only thing that would pique my interest where I would consider moving on from Dable. Anything else, I just can't do it. I can't keep changing coaches every two years, but if I get someone like that where I know, okay, I'm certainly not getting rid of him after two years. He's our guy here until he doesn't want to be or until this completely fails. Like, for that, for that name, for that coach, I'd probably be, I'd at least entertain the idea. But anybody else, like, I think they just have to trust him and trust whatever he thinks. Like, if they're whatever quarterback he believes in, I think there is a route you could see where it doesn't have to be May or Drake. Uh, it could, uh, excuse me, Caleb Williams or Drake May, who now Caleb Williams is under some scrutiny because after the game uh, the other day, he goes into the crowd with his mom and is, is openly weeping. And, you know, some people will tell you that show, like I saw RG3 talk about, oh, you could see how much he cares and how much he's invested. And this is exactly what the kind of passion for the game and love of the game you want. And then after the game, he's talking about he just wants to cuddle up with his dog. He's so miserable. Oh, you know, he loves and he le- he lives and breathes this. And that's exactly what you want. And then I'm sure there are others who will tell you, can he handle the NFL? Is that a sign of weakness that he's he's openly crying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm never one for that. I see what he does on the field, and it's been pretty damn good. And he's grading out as one of the best prospects in college football in the, in the last decade. And Drake May, the same thing. I, I've I've read articles where he is ahead in some people's list as the number one quarterback coming out of college, and not because of crying, but because of the play on the field. If those two are there, if they're the top two, if they if those two are possible come draft day, that's a no brainer. But even some of the other guys down the line, if Gable likes a guy, he's got to draft him, and I gotta trust someone. I can't continue to play this game. And new coach, new coach, new coach, new coach every two years. It's it's amazing that the second year of all these guys have been so bad. So bad. And it's getting there. Don't get me wrong. I know Joe Judge was, you know, doing quarterback sneaks at his own goal line and, and taking on other coaches and saying dumb things at press conferences. I know he kind of yapped his way into getting fired and how miserable it was. And I understand what happened at the end of McAdoo's tenure and how the team just gave up on him and he benches Eli Manning for Geno Smith and just all that all contributed into this. This is as bad as any of that. This is as bad as any of that. If they hadn't just, if this is coming off Coughlin, Dable might be fired. I don't know. But the fact that it's, I mean, he's almost getting the benefit of the failures before him because I can't do this anymore. Like, if I'm John Mara, how can you continue to do this? Like, you can't just, I mean, if you know, you know, but he's given you enough the year before where you feel you can buy into this a little bit. And plus, you know you're going to be drafting a quarterback, and that's kind of his specialty. What got him the head coaching job is what he did with Josh Allen. That's what got him a head coaching job. The development of the project quarterback that Allen was, and people were kind of afraid to draft him. He was at the, you know, he's as talented as anyone, throw the footballs when he, uh, far as anyone. 
uh, as strong as anyone, uh, you know, was the athlete as good as anyone, and yet still the teams at the top of the draft stayed away because he was a bit of a project and a bit of an unknown playing for a college that didn't have the competition and this and that, and he went there to Buffalo. They took a chance, and Brian Dable, you know, turned him into that project of being one of the best quarterbacks in the league and an MVP candidate on a year-in and year-out basis and a team that's owned the AFC East the last handful of years. That's why he got the job. If he was a defensive coach, maybe he doesn't get the benefit, but knowing where you are with this franchise, knowing it's now the second build of this regime, knowing you are going to be starting with a rookie quarterback, all of that plus the idea that the last three coaches have all failed after year two, um, there is no appetite inside this Giants organization to move on from Dable and ultimately... He's shown enough the year before and what his skill set is in developing quarterbacks. And at least, listen, this year's been a failure with Daniel Jones. He also brought out the best in Daniel Jones. He also got Daniel Jones running more than ever. He got Daniel Jones playing as well as ever. He got Daniel Jones to win a playoff game on the road. It's all come crashing and burning, but ultimately, considering where this team is and what they need, I still think Dable's the guy. Unless, unless... Harbaugh would be interested. Then I'd have to think about it. But other than that, you you can't continue to move on. You can't fire him just because this year has been bad, and it has been bad. It has been out and out a colossal failure. And it hurts more than almost any other previous years because there was hope last year. It was the beginning of something new, and already we're on to trying to rebuild something new again. And it's watching all these games and hoping they lose is going to be a rough end of the year. But, hey, on the positive side, Saquon Barkley's still here. We can watch Saquon Barkley play. It's going to be great. He might even get like 100 yards a game or two. Pumped. I'm pumped about it. Daniel Jones brings his team to the line. In his first playoff start, he played like a great player tonight. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah! Let's go! 3.32. Giants season is over. The Daniel Jones era is over. The Giants need to tank. The Giants need to get a top draft pick. The Giants need to draft a quarterback and go about this whole thing over again. They need to improve a million spots. They need to improve all over the place, offensive line. And that's the other, like, I don't want to hear this crap. I got to be honest with you. I do not want to hear this crap that, hey, you really going to draft, you're going to put this kid in the same position Daniel Jones was in. You need an offensive line. You need this. Why are we drafting a quarterback? You need this. You need that. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. They need to. You don't need to draft a top pick. Look at how Neil is. Neil's terrible. Hurt again, unfortunately for him. But that's a top pick. Seventh overall. Is awful. Awful. The offensive line was better when he was out. He had a false start today on a play. They're probably not even going to run a play. All he had to do was be still. And he couldn't do that. It's just... Awful. 
He's just awful. But there is no answer to that. You can't. They've drafted a million. You got to figure out an offensive line. But you have to take your franchise quarterback. You have to. That they need to lose. And this is a quarterback draft. You have to go get your guy. And I think it's firmly possible right now in Tankathon. Let's let's do a, a refreshed look in Tankathon. They are currently fourth. Arizona's one at one and eight. And then Chicago has two and three. They have the second pick through Carolina, um, who's one and seven, but the pick belongs to Chicago. And then Chicago on their own are two and seven. And number three, Giants are number four. Now, again, there are reports that Arizona wouldn't draft a quarterback because they have Kyler Murray and his contract is difficult to get out of. But I don't know if they're really at the top. Would they pass on Caleb Williams? I don't know. But I'm also hoping because it sounds, you know, he didn't, he, they didn't play, uh, they played Tomb this week. But it sounds like, you know, he's going to play eventually. Could he play and win some games for Arizona? Possibly. And then Chicago and Carolina, uh, you know, Carolina didn't play terribly in this game. I want to see the stats again. Like, they didn't, the Colts didn't really do anything offensively. They just, you know, Bryce Young didn't play well. He had three interceptions. That's what cost them the game. I mean, they didn't really do anything. That defense played well. They're capable of playing well. I think they could win some games. Hubbard, you know, looks okay. Like, they ran for a total, like, Taylor rushed for 47 yards. Uh, Garner Minshew threw for 127 yards. 17 of 26 for 127. Like, they didn't do anything offensively. They, you know, Bryce Young gave the game away with turnovers. So I think they're starting to play better if he can hold on to the football and not make bad mistakes where they could possibly be out of it. And the Giants aren't going to win another game. That's how terrible they are. But you know what? As we're talking about it, let's look around the league as we get ready for a, uh, a Monday night football game. Let's look at Sunday, and let's take a look around at what happened around the rest of the NFL besides the Giants being dead awful. right if i can incorporate the beatles i will do let's look around look around all right we talked about the chiefs and the dolphins chiefs jump out to the early lead dolphins battle back a little bit but ultimately not enough that offense just doesn't play well against good teams the big turnover from hill and the chiefs hold on 21 to 14 some other games you know the ravens just kicked the tar out of the seahawks 37-3 i talked about it in um for the parlay, I was looking at that number. That that number looked fishy to me. Like, I, I just, you know, Seattle's a good football team. Seattle was 5-2 and two heading into that game, and it was like 6.5. And, and I was thinking, man, they are begging you to take Seattle in that game. I know it's across the country, and I don't play the, how well the Ravens are playing, but, I mean, 6.5 points it got to today. Seahawks are a good football team. So the line jumped out at me, and sure enough, the books are doing you no favors. 37 to 3. The Ravens actually, Gus Edwards with another couple of touchdowns. He's scoring, he's almost getting to the point of McCaffrey with scoring touchdowns. And that offense and that defense just absolutely took it to Seattle. And right now, the Ravens are trending to be right there with the Chiefs as one of the best teams in, in the AFC. I mean, they are playing really, really well. 
I would say right now the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Chiefs are the three teams in the AFC that you're looking at. And the Chiefs really haven't played that well, but big game against the Dolphins. But they still don't look right offensively. They did nothing in the second half of this game against Miami to really ice the game. And they something just still doesn't look right with them, but they have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Browns, did you knew what they would do against the Cardinals? 27 to nothing. We talked about that game, too. It's funny. When I, I picked them, they were one of my picks, and I said, this number's eight? Or what was it, eight and a half? I said, that's a weird number. This number should be 12, 12 and a half. And then the minute Kyler Murray was ruled out, that's exactly where the number went. I never thought Kyler Murray was playing. The Browns' defense at home against a rookie quarterback, they just had no chance. Early on, it was close. I think it was still scoreless after one. It was 3 nothing for almost the fir- most of the first half. But you knew eventually the Browns were going to figure out a way to win that game. The Texans and the Buccaneers was a, a crazy game. Uh, Stroud was unbelievable in this game. The Buccaneers at one point had the ball with a 10-point lead, and you thought they were going to really pull away and win this game. I mean, uh, let me look at the stats right now because uh, he played um, – relatively well. I mean, Stroud did amazing things, but Baker Mayfield played pretty well in this game. 265 yards, two touchdowns. He was moving the ball. Big play to Evans that almost went for a touchdown. was down to one. He comes back after being down, comes back and scores the touchdown to give them the lead, and with 40 seconds left, C.J. Stroud goes right down the field and into the end zone, and obviously they lose their kicker at the half. So anyone who had the Texans at plus two and a half are kick, killing them, kicking themselves right now. I mean, this game should have absolutely been won. I remember screaming at the TV. I said, I had my kids going crazy. I'm trying to watch all the games. It was like fourth and nine. They're down one. The Texans were down one to the Bucs. It was like 22-23 or 21-22, whatever it was. They're down one point, fourth and nine at the, at the 15, and they're going for it. And I'm like, what are you, nuts? How are you not getting a field goal? I was unaware the field goal kicker had a concussion and was out for the game. They had a backup running back kick a field goal, and they didn't want to obviously kick one there, and they went for it and got the touchdown. Stroud's amazing. Five touchdowns, 470 yards, a rookie record. He is legit. He is an absolute stud. And to go right down the field in 40 seconds and and, and get 75 yards against that Bucks defense, I mean, what an absolute joke, right? I mean, what an absolute joke. To, let, to allow that to happen after you take the lead like that, I mean, I, I, I can't believe some, sometimes what happens in the NFL. Like, you just can't believe it. Uh, but the Texans and C.J. Stroud take the comeback. And then, again, if you have a two-and-a-half, they score the touchdown to go up two, and they don't have the field goal kicker, but they don't even go for the two-point conversion. They just take a knee. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. It would take a fumble and a scoop and run it all the way back just to tie the game as opposed to going for it for two and eliminating the idea of some kind of miracle getting them into field goal range or something. But whatever, Texans win. Impressive come from behind victory. C.J. Shroud is unbelievable. The Saints hold on to beat the Bears 24-7 to in a game. They should have won 100 different ways. Bears quarterback throwing the ball all over the place. And the Saints had opportunities left and right to win this game by much more. If you had them at seven and a half, as you know, some did, but Taysom Hill running one in, throwing one, uh, getting a touchdown, receiving, throwing a touchdown. Uh, Olave getting a, a touchdown, only a second of the year, I think. But 
They didn't play very well. They had the Bears go down the field on them early in this game. The Saints should have won this game by a lot more. The Bears are awful, and I don't trust the Saints moving forward. Their defense should be better than it is. The offense should be better than it is. Watching the team early on in the year, I was I was high on them. As the season's gone on, I think less and less of the Saints every time I watch them play. Vikings-Falcons was another crazy game back and forth, and that's obviously the game Dobbs comes in uh, after the injury to the rookie quarterback. He got there on Tuesday. They're relaying, they're trying to, O'Connell is literally giving them plays in the headset and trying to describe the plays to him in the headset. And so much for the idea. I remember when I was talking about Cousins getting traded to the Jets. Oh, you can't trade, you can't trade for Cousins. It's going to take five weeks. It's going to take four, three, four weeks before he's, he's indoctrinated into the offense. It's going to take forever. You can't do that. Yeah. It took Dobbs four days, let alone four weeks. Now, I, I understand he's practically a rocket scientist. So his 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 brain and his ability to break down information is probably better than most, but still, he was unbelievable in this game, and he leads them back to to beat the lousy Falcons, who you know just a, a brutal loss for them. But Dobbs was unbelievable going down the field late in the game, coming in only on Tuesday. What an unbelievable! And the Packers and the Rams was kind of boring once Stafford didn't play. This game was never really in play. Patriots and Commanders was the other game on uh, TV here locally, so that's the one I saw the least because of the package that locks it out. But I saw the end of the game a little bit. He stinks. Mac Jones just stinks. And this Patriot team is awful. And and the Commanders coaching stinks, and they traded away their two best edge rushers, and yet still, which, by the way, I can't believe the money the Bears gave, gave Sweat. Holy cow. This is a guy who hasn't even been the best pass rusher on his team. Maybe maybe this year for time, but man, like to give him that contract was shocking. But the um, the Patriots just stink. Uh, Mac Jones just stinks. They're going to be if they're in the draft. That's why we were talking about it. That giant Patriot game is going to be a huge game, and I hope the Patriots show up that day because they need a quarter. They will draft another quarterback. Mac Jones is awful, and the Patriots lose to the Commanders twenty to seven. Colts-Panthers I talked about a little bit. This game was pretty much dead upon arrival, but they had some opportunities. Young just turned the ball over. He just turned the ball over carelessly. Their defense really didn't do that poorly. They played well. They played better at home defensive-wise. They didn't really allow too many. Minshew didn't do much. Taylor didn't do much. They turned the ball over and and couldn't hang. And then obviously the Eagles-Cowboys. Dak played well in this game, but when it comes down to it, Dak doesn't make the big play. And they had a couple of mistakes. You know, Dak steps out of bounds. Uh, the tight end catches the ball right at the one, can't gets down right before the end zone. Just enough plays to not win. And the Eagles find ways to win football games. That's plain and simple. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC. The Eagles find ways to make fo- make plays. Uh, even with a banged up Hurts, who looks like he's hobbling at different times, throws a, a big-time pass to Smith. A.J. Brown is arguably the best wide receiver in football. Their defense gets after it. Dak played well. Dak had his moments. But down in the clutch, Dak doesn't make the play. He takes a bad sack. Uh, You know, when they get pretty much down to the goal line to try and win the game, he takes a terrible sack. That's pretty much what happens. And then Bengals, Bills, the Bengals and, and Burrow are, again, for me, as dangerous a team in the AFC as there is. 
And what they were able to do in the and when Burrow is healthy, he, you saw him scrambling, you saw him getting out of sacks, saw him throwing on the run. He looks completely healthy. And you know, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Jamar Chase is healthy. He came down on his back uh, on a play down the field. Hopefully, he's healthy moving forward. But the Bills are just not quite as good as they were. Allen still made a couple of great plays, but their defense is banged up. And the Bengals are just a better football team right now. If you look at the way the two teams are trending, the Bengals are a better football team. I expected them to win this game. I picked them to win this game. And it never really was in doubt. So, I mean, there was a couple of really interesting games. Obviously, uh, the Giants-Raiders was not. but And the Dolphins-Chiefs early on to start the day had its moments. But there's some blowouts. But the Texans-Bucks was a crazy game. Vikings-Falcons was a crazy game. And then Dallas Cowboys uh, against the Eagles was a good game. So it was a decent week nine. We move on to week 10 after Monday Night Football and the New York Jets. Let's go. And again, I'm a stupid gambler. I'm just so dumb because I went three for three with my out-of-market teams. Like my three picks went three for three. Did I just bet all three games and that's it? Did I just leave well enough alone? Did I pick the three teams I like, bet on them a little bit, and then move on? No. I attach this to it. I attach that to it. I, I do this. Oh, here's a promotion. And that's the other. They get you with the promotions. Here's a promotion. Both Hill and Kelsey to have 60 yards receiving. Of course. They're both going to clearly have 60 yards receiving. Until Kelsey has 17 yards on three receptions. Drives you nuts. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. So if you want to talk about the goings-on of the NFL... A bunch of good games. C.J. Stroud really making a name for himself here. And you want to, like, you want to look at what you can do and what you can achieve. And tell me, tell me what the great players on that roster. Tell me the great offensive line he's playing with. Tell me all the great players that are there with him and the idea that he's turned around this Texans team in one year. So please spare me the oh, if the Giants get you can't draft the quarterback. Oh, oh. he's going to play in front of the same crappy offensive line. Nonsense. Nonsense. You need the guy. And Daniel Jones, quite honestly, has just never been the guy. It sucks that it, it, it comes to its culmination with him just dropping back and collapsing on his own leg. It, I hate that that's unfortunate for him, but at least there's some closure and some clarity into what the Giants need to do next. And we've answered the question, what is Daniel Jones? And the answer, no longer the Giants quarterback. 877 337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll come back, continue to take your phone calls, and maybe a little bit of baseball. It sounds like the Mets are zeroing in on a manager. Should be any day now. I heard Brian Cashman may speak on Tuesday. I don't know. At I guess at the meetings, and just him to the reporters, I, I, I thought there would be a press conference, him, Hal, and the manager, but it sounds like maybe just Cashman will speak to some reporters on Tuesday. And of course... Volpe is your gold glover, shortstop player from the American League. What does that say about the future of the position for the Yankees, who have a prospect who might not be able to hit as well, but plays the position as good, if not better? Is he likely traded away if he's on the team? Do you keep Volpe at shortstop? But whatever the case may be, Volpe, gold glove winner for your New York Yankees. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. 
York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Giants season is over. Daniel Jones era is over for the New York Giants. Let's get some phone calls before the top. Eddie in the Bronx. What's up, Eddie? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Man, what can I say? I was literally uh, planning on going to Vegas and making a whole weekend out of this trip. But <laughs> what, did, what did I wind up doing? Because I've been a Giants fan since I could talk. I got a Giants tattoo last week. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy me, but it's my team. And um, But now that we're at this point, and it's here that Daniel Jones has a torn ACL. Um, well, we assume. We don't know think, for sure yet. But we assume. We assume. Yeah, and well, and then let's just go to show. That was on grass. That was on grass. Yeah, no, I know. Um, the field thing is a little and, overblown, but it is pretty bad. I mean, there's enough there's enough smoke there where they should look into a new field. But you're right, and injuries happen on grass too. And the the thing is, what, what do, I don't see a game that the Giants can win. No, I really don't. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't. I I, I, there's a good chance they don't win another game this year with 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 Devito a quarterback. There's a chance they don't win another game this year. The, the big game is going so to be now, New England. The big game is going to be New England. I think I think Mac Jones and Daniel. I think Mac Jones, Jones and Daniel Jones are uh, relatives. They're two of the same guys, Jack. No, I mean I know, but I'm just I'm but, just saying. Yeah, I, but I'm just yeah, saying like that's the, like for me the at they're going to get smoked by the Cowboys next week. Just absolutely smoked. Coming um, off that loss, the Cowboys in Dallas yeah. are going to smoke the Giants. Smoke oh, them. It, then they got to go to it, Washington. I mean, you know, Washington's not very good, but I mean, their their quarterback situation is Howell is still better than Devito. Oh, then it's the Patriot game. Oh, then the Packers, it, Saints, Eagles, Rams, Eagles. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to win any of those. So, so, so the question we get to now is now because we have these Daniel Jones apologists. The question gets to now is. If you get a top three pick, where are you going? Quarterback. Are you, are you going to – finally getting your quarterback. Oh, 100%. That's over. I don't think – and thank you for the quality. I want to get one more in before the top. There is no way there is anything else but t- draft a quarterback. Uh, there's no – and you mentioned Daniel Jones' apologist. Even a Daniel Jones apologist has to admit, if he has a torn ACL and this season is over for him, and they're drafting at the top of the draft of what everybody's calling an excellent quarterback draft. Sorry, you have got to move on. How many more years can you play the game of finding out what Daniel Jones is? We just found out. I'm sorry. It sucks for him, but we found out. You, we found out what Daniel Jones is. An average to below average quarterback who's injury prone. That's what Daniel Jones is. It's official. It sucks. I feel bad for him, but now you are talking about being hurt almost every year other than last year. He finished off a season two years ago with a neck injury, had another neck injury this year, and now possibly has an ACL to end this year. It's over. You can no longer 
attack this as Daniel Jones will heal up and he's our guy. We gave him a contract. We believe in Daniel Jones. That would be the most asinine decision the Giants could possibly make. You draft a quarterback without question. Now, I don't know if they rattle off five wins, if they rattle off four wins, which I can't imagine, and they're not in a position to draft a quarterback. I don't know what the hell you do. That would be the worst thing that could happen. I hate it, but as Giant fans, we need to be rooting for losses. It sucks. I hate it. John, what's up, John? You're in Brooklyn. I know I know you know you're in Brooklyn. Hey, Chris. Thank you for taking my call. So you got late, it. But I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to you, and I have to agree, there was a lot of great games, right? And then my hometown team, the Giants, have to have the worst game out of all the yep. weekends. No, it was... Tell I mean, me. other than the Cardinals, uh, and I know the Seahawks got beat, but at least that was by the Ravens. Um, yeah, I know, but it was a good, that was a, they got beat by a good team. But yeah. tell me if I was if I was wrong because they were showing you know the Giant game. Tell me if I'm wrong, being a Giant fan, that I wanted to see the Cowboys and Eagles Eagles game and I couldn't see it because I was showing the Giants game. Does that make me a bad Giants fan or no? Because I just wanted to see a good game and that game was horrible. Yeah. Even if Jones even if Jones didn't go down, I don't think. That we would have won that game. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I have no. To I 100 agree. It, did, it might not have been 30 to six, but the Giants are not winning that football game even with Daniel Jones. No. They're yeah, not. I, I don't even know. I don't even think he was 100 percent. Why they even had him? Yeah, I don't. He, he looked. Look he looked terrible from the jump. No question about. It. I don't know if he was healthy or not. His first throw was about 10 feet over Saquon Barkley's head. He missed throws down the field. He looked. He looked bad. He looked really bad. Uh, you know, he almost throws a pick. I don't know if that was enti- really that much his fault. It looked like Slayton cut off the route and didn't complete it. But still, almost threw a pick, threw two bad passes. I thought one, you know, Mark Sanchez talked about how Slayton could have done more to keep his body in the field of play. I mean, I suppose, but the throw to me drifted too far outside. It didn't have to be right at the pile on. And then completely just missed him on another throw down the field where he had four steps on the defender. He just didn't make throws, and then he got hurt. They were going to lose that game anyway. They couldn't do anything. They stink. They absolutely – everything is dreadful. They were not winning that football game. 877-337-6666. When we come back, what comes with losing, not just draft picks, but what the Giants had to say after the game, typical of what comes with losing. 